Good, come here. We're recording now. Come on over here. Come here. Alright, good, you're close enough. All right. So, now, you walk in. I, I walk in. I'm out running. No, I took a shower. I was out taking a shower. Out taking a shower. I was in taking a shower. And this is my office. This is the direct lifeline to how I make my online media empire. And we are rushed. We are in a rush now because we got to go to we gotta go to Vegas and get our flight. We have to do our, our few things before we go. And I, because I am one of discipline, Herculean discipline, have to do a podcast. Now, I come up out of the shower and what is in my chair? You are, yes. Now, here's my question, and this is what every man's going to want to know. Is this the only computer in the house? No, but it was on. <laughs> it was on. It was on. Okay. And I so, knew I had at least two to three minutes to do a quick thing. But there wasn't and a I quick thing. It, no, you okay, you took advantage of it, but it was not a quick thing. It did not last two to and there's two perfectly good you have your laptop and that big honking ass screen TV that we got. I it hooked up convenient. a computer. It was convenient. right now. Do I ever go to your office? When I come into your office, what is my what is my visit like? Give me the stereotypical schedule of me visiting your office. There have been a few times when you've come in yeah. and said, I need the internet to No, 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 a few times. Out of so, the, out of the, uh, no, 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 no. And how long, like you're usually talking to Dwight or somebody else. <laughs> it, it's not, and then when you get in, I get out of your way. What is the typical visit when I go into your world, your realm you sit on the of work? Side of the desk, I sit in on the guest chair. In the guest chair. And chat. And chat, right. Mm-hmm. Do I ever commandeer or monopolize your one computer no. out of computer? No. no. All right. So now that I'm rushed and I got my blood pressure up because we don't have that much time, I have to bang on. And you're gonna you're gonna be part of this podcast, so it is out of mere convenience. Mere convenience. I'm buying you only real whiskey until you start <laughs> using. Yeah, that's right. You're not getting on this Red Breast Twelve shit. I, I am. Yeah, you'll never touch this I'm computer again. If it, yeah, if it's between <laughs> Gordon's or whatever swill, there's yeah Phillips, Real. Phillips or your. Or your Red Breast 12, or what was the other one? Oh, What's the one you always get? McAllen? No, that's Scotch. The whiskey. Oh, Maker's 46. Maker's 46, because Maker's Mark regular isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Not for your <laughs> precious lips. All right, get out of here. Go. What are you doing? You getting food? Yep. All right. It's the Clary Podcast. How you doing? <laughs> that was the GF. The rarely heard GF. Hang on, I'm going to change the audio on this a bit. There, that's hopefully a little better. And um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the rarely heard. It, it, she does exist. She does. It's not a like Vera from Cheers or, you know, like I'm a virgin Tao and I have a, a, a waifu. It's not a waifu. She does exist. Those of you who have met me in person, I show you like a picture to prove. Yes, there you go. This is her. She exists. And she's not hideous. It's kind of, you know, she's doable. <laughs> she's hot. I won't lie to you. She's a babe. She's <laughs> Guys look like, holy shit, god damn it. <laughs> you, I am that little, oh, it is the curse-free, I, I am that little snot. Sorry, I forgot that we're doing curse-free, it's Friday. Curse-free Fridays here. So, uh, yeah, that was the GF. And we are going to go to Vegas. We're going to go see uh, Don Rickles, of all things. Yes, he still is alive. And like Victor Borga, uh, I wanted to see this this legend, this 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 truly great and remain last remaining, I think it's what, Tony Bennett, Don Rickles from kind of that Vegas circuit. Um, and the only other guy, I remember watching Victor Borger, who passed away, never got to see Frank Sinatra. Um, 
But there's one other guy, Annie Americone, the other guy who does the good, the bad, and the ugly, the spaghetti western scores. He's still alive, but I looked into it, and he's he's obviously older and frailer, and all he does is really, I think he does like Italy, Switzerland, and Austria. I don't think he really goes and travels much. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to go to Vegas to check him out. Uh, unfortunately, the great Matt Baldoni's not going to be there. Captain Ben ain't going to, no one's going to be there. We'll just have to hang out with, with Don. <laughs> and then, of course, my pilot buddy, he moves out to Vegas. Finally got smart. Well, he didn't get smart. He was smart going to Florida, but we were chit-chatting about it. He's been there three years now, and it's kind of a, it, it kind of concludes an interesting little chapter in life. You, you, these variables are introduced and then taken away from your life, and all, all it takes is one change, one variable, one change in variable. And all of a sudden, you have a new chapter. And I think that's going to kind of close the chapter to uh, my Florida expeditions. Not that I won't ever visit Florida again, but certainly not with the regularity. Because he's like, yeah, I've been here three years. And just so you know, you could read this in Reconnaissance Band, Florida doesn't take that long to explore. There's not much to do there, especially if you're a younger type of person. I understand if you're a young professional um, or you're just younger in general and you want the party life. Yeah, Miami, absolutely go down there. Um, Miami Beach, the the Latin culture, and I'm not talking uh, Spanish-speaking or, or just because it's Latin. I'm talking the cigars and the salsa dancing and uh, the not-so-fat chicks. That's kind of what I'm talking about. That's my culture. Um, so that's definitely a reason unto itself. But after a while, once you get out of that party phase, uh, once Miami is no longer you, Florida really is just a place for old people to go and die. Pleasant place, wonderful. Or for younger people, but not that young, to go and explore a little bit. But after three years, yeah, you find out it's a big, flat, boring plane. It's it's flatter than all get out. Uh, There's not much to do unless you're into water sports or marinas or fishing or boating. Otherwise, it's just got a ton of restaurants, chain restaurants, Thai food, sushi for all the old people. Beautiful houses, wonderful place to be, great place to visit. But boy, you you know, you can't drive or motorcycle ride too much because it's too dangerous and there's not places to go. You're not going to road trip anywhere except to like maybe Disney World, but you're probably sick of that like we are at the Mall of America here in Minneapolis. It just it only it only has about 2 to 3 years worth of worth of novelty. And then you're done. And so now my buddy, he's moving out to Vegas. Much more out there. A lot more you can sink your teeth into. Again, this is why I recommend Vegas as your first stop if you have lim- a limited budget to do reconnaissance. Uh, and inevitably, I probably will end out there myself. But now he's there. And so it's like, oh, cool. We could go pester. We got free lodging in Vegas. All right, here we go. No, he's not a friend. He's free lodging. <laughs> no, he actually is my friend. So... Uh, it is the Clary Podcast. Welcome, Curse Free, although I already screwed that up. Uh, many thanks to uh, Jim. Jim points that out, although I did win that bet with him. And, oh, by the way, thanks a lot. Honest to God. I don't know why I try. I should just accept. I, bust, I, I did some of my best economic work uh, over the course of a decade. All this cumulative knowledge and interesting high vantage point sniper-like geometric logic observations. I came to this conclusion that was just abs- just this epiphany I had. And some people in the Swiss and uh, Singaporean and Chinese, the smarter-than-us central banks, I don't know if, they're, if they came to the same epiphany or realization. I don't think they have, but for other reasons, uh, same 
target different aims, uh, came, came to the same conclusion. Um, I came up with a brilliant way, a genuinely brilliant way to pay off the national debt. And the more and more I figured, I thought I like had it succinctified. I was writing, you know, I, once I crystallized my idea, can organize it, I, I wrote an amazing post. Then as I'm writing the post, I realize, you know, this is this gets to the mountain theory. One of my clients, he, he observed when I was talking about entrepreneurship, you don't know what other opportunities exist until you venture out on your first one. And it's like climbing a mountain. If, if you've ever done mountain climbing, you kind of look and your vantage point is blocked by the mountain in front of you. And it's not until you get up on top of at least a hill or another peak do you get to survey the land around you. And you say, aha, here's another economic opportunity or another profit potential, another entrepreneurial opportunity. And it's the same thing here. I was right as I ran, I'm like, holy crap. You know, I thought this mountain I was climbing was the cat's meow. Then I found another one hidden behind this one. You wouldn't have been able to have this epiphany until climbing the mountain on this first one. And guys, I found a brilliant way to pay off the national debt. At no cost. Don't worry. Don't worry your precious little heads there, parasite generations. Don't worry, millennial students who are too lazy to pay off their own student loans. Don't worry, trailer park and ghetto park or uh, barrio uh, trailer trash or whatever. All your, your, your legions of single moms and and broken family uh, bastard. Don't worry, don't worry. You'll still get you'll still get your your uh, your your government checks. You give me that. You'll still get it. Don't worry. But from a pure exercise in economics and finance, my gosh, I it was like it is it is just like being a bullfighter and being able to predict the move of the bull and move it towards your your benefit and strength. Oh, it's just so it's sharp. So I um. I put this together. I orchestrate this brilliant, beautiful work of economic art, this architectural piece that you would all stare in amazement at and say, my God, you truly are the, the, the uh, only one with super awesome economic genius, trademark. And I post it. I put it on the Facebook and the YouTube. Well, not the YouTubes, but I put it different places. And I get like six likes on Facebook. And then I share. I'm like, I just solved... Arguably the world's largest problem. Right now the world's largest. Maybe maybe um, uh, Islamic terrorism is, is the largest. Is slight, but this is this ranks up there in the top three. We got to admit. I just figured out a way to solve the, the largest, not the largest countries, the largest economies and the world's largest debt, debtors problem. I just figured out a way to wipe it out. In theoretically two years, I'd say certainly no more than 10. I figured it out. In multiple ways to do it, like there's a backup way even to do it too. And uh, all my troops out there, oh yeah, all my lieutenants and, and aspiring junior deputy agents in the field, economists, oh yeah, you guys, that went over like a fart in church. It, honest to God did. I was like, look, I was thinking like, come on, really? Even my genuine like professional economist friends are like, oh yeah, I'll get a look. I'm like, no, 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 look at this now. Somebody go tell Zero Hedge to get this on their front page. Somebody call the Wall Street Journal and say, hey, this guy's got it. Heck, they should, and I even left a little teaser in there. I, I, I saved the best. Once I realized this other large peak existed, once I realized that there was this way to really pay off the debt that quickly, I ain't going to give it up. I ain't going to say how. I just left it in there. But I'm not paid enough for the consulting I do. So I, if anyone in Washington really wants to, and I'm not joking, you're paying me like, a quarter trillion dollars to pay to do that because it would be worth every penny. You make, I want a quarter trillion, I want $250 billion. That's what I want. And that's a steal. That's a freaking steal.
So no one did it. But then, then, hang on, let me find it here. Um, this is via Small Dead Animals. Kate at Small Dead Animals. If you haven't gone there, I recommend going there. But she she did not come up with this. She was merely linking to the smalldeadanimals.com. Wonderful lady, if you're looking for a blog to read. Um, so it is from Halls of Macadamia blogspot.ca um, where is it which then links to the express.co.uk failure to find a sexual partner is now a disability says World Health Organization so MGTOWs technically the virgin towels you guys are officially disabled <laughs> and feminists and, and, and uh, fat acceptance lady, you are officially disabled not that we didn't know you guys weren't all mentally impaired and psycho not that we didn't already know that I wonder if being pathetic means you're disabled are you really disabled if you're just a loser like if you choose in life to be a, to be a whiny virgin tau or a self-pitying uh, a fat feminist People who don't have sex or struggle to find a sexual partner to have children with will now be considered as disabled according to barmy new guidelines set to be announced. Until now, infertility, the failure to achieve pregnancy after 12 months or more of regular unprotected sex was not considered a disability. Oh, they're talking, oh, dang it. Oh, dang it. See, this is why you got to read the article. The pro of not reading the article is that it's a natural response that you get from me, and then the con is it's it's you find out people... On the right as well as the left, uh, mis, uh, misrepresent the title of the article. It was not considered a disability. But now, in, dramatic, in a dramatic move, the World Health Organization will change the standard to suggest that a person who is unable to find a suitable sexual partner or is... Oh, okay, so this has nothing to do with... Okay, they're saying, until now, infertility uh, was not considered a disability, but now the World Health Organization will change the standard. So they're changing it from infertility to suggest that a person who is unable to find a suitable sexual partner or is lacking a sexual relationship to have children will now be equally classified as disabled. All right. So if you are a loser, if you are fat at purpose, I understand if, if you have like an actual genetic disability that makes you Disabled? Okay, I understand. Then you're you're genuinely disabled. But if you're just lazy, if you're just fat, if you're just a sloth, hey, now you're disabled. This is this is nothing more than the advancement of giving lazy white people uh, an ability to claim that they're a victim group too. That's that's nothing more than what this is. This is the ADHD, Asperger's, autism's. Everybody's got it. Oh, I've got the dyslexias. Oh, I got the ADHDs. Oh, 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 I, I, I got, I got the, I, I have the bipolars. I got me a case of the bipolars and the vapors. Oh, I got me a case of them, their, uh, uh, social anxieties disorders, which may all genuinely be legitimate problem. I'm not saying these may, uh, but my, by God, don't tell me 95% of you white people ain't faking it just so you could get yourself a little government check and play the victim whoring game. The disability, who's the most disabled game? That's all this is. This is just an arms race going at the speed of light. And now they're going to give you guys another one. So you nerds, you virgin towels, you fat slobs of feminists who just hate men and are too lazy to go get your ass up off the couch. Hey, guess what? You guys got now an official disability. No one wants to bleep you. See, you thought I was almost going to curse there on the, on the Curse Free Friday. 
the World Health Organization says the change will give every individual the right to reproduce. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna put guns to us good-looking people's heads to go and have sex and procreate with ugly people? What do you mean the right to re? Aren't you guys the same ones that are all worried about like uh, 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 overpopulation? Oh my God. Under the new rules, heterosexual single men and women and gay men and women who want to have children will now be given the same priority as a couple seeking in vitro fertilization because of medical fertility problems. But critics branded the new laws as absurd nonsense, arguing that the organization has overstepped the mark by moving into social matters rather than health. But you see, people, leftists, they have to constantly feed their egos. And so they always go and try and find increasingly pettier and petty as they as the big problems were solved by predominantly white males with guns and technology and iqs as we solved you know uh uh uh, not crime but uh communism tyranny we instituted democracy we fought a war to end slavery and then there are some significant medical advances as we you know eliminated uh technically poverty we've eliminated hunger we've we've slain uh, or slown slew We've slain a slew of, uh, of disease. Uh, the big problems go away. But if you are a lazy, I'm trying so hard not to curse, leftist, and you got to go and be a do-gooder because you don't want to work hard, you don't want to learn the, the calculuses or the you know, valence electron configurations, well, then you got to become like Betsy Hodges. you got to become a, a, the mayor of Minneapolis, where you ban plastic bags. Did you know that they ban plastic bags in Minneapolis? Because it's good for the environment. Meanwhile, Minneapolis, North Minneapolis is getting shut up, and there's bigger problems. But that's because evil white males go there and cause the black people to shoot themselves. That's what happened. That's why we're going to focus on banning plastic bags. So now, and, and it's, it's an addiction, it's a sickness. The, the leftist has a choice. They can actually go and work a real job and produce something of value for society, but that takes effort, skills, and training, okay? And, and thought and effort. Or we could just go and find problems that don't exist and are largely self-inflicted, especially by ugly people and genetic, uh, not genetic because there's nothing genetically wrong with them, mentally impaired, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, this is good. Just as feminist and leftist women physically mar and scar themselves with tattoos and hoop earrings and nose piercings and all that, virgitals mentally scar them with genuine misogyny towards women. (laughs) And so if you purposely, mentally or physically or both, scar yourself to the point nobody wants to procreate with you, hey, you know what? That's a problem. Even though it's self-inflicted, it's a problem. And don't worry, us good do-gooder lefties with other people's money are going to come in and not only with their money, go and Lord knows just basically piss it away and blow it away. We're going to start moralizing and legislating a a morality. We're going to start telling people that you got to go and support these people and they're going to have to have uh, birth rights and they're going to have to have uh, reproductive rights even though the ultimate test Somebody wanting to impregnate them or get impregnated by them doesn't exist. Isn't that kind of like the hurdle as to if we're all truly for Darwinism and survival of the fittest and letting things be, if nobody wants to F you, if nobody wants to procreate with you, then isn't that nature and the universe kind of saying, hey, your genes aren't wanted here? 
hey, you, your, your tree line ends now. The irony is that people like me who are brilliant and just damn sexy, just good-looking, damn sexy, high-quality genetic material are purposely getting the, the uh, Vans deferens, getting our snippity-snip and getting vasectomies, while the dumbest, ugliest people are just trying every way to breathe. I even talked, did I talk about this last week? I did. Or not even last week, last, uh, last podcast. Didn't I talk about how women, I, I jokingly read about how the mice were being able to procreate without having sex and that this was uh, uh, jokingly held as a great advancement for women who hate sex, which is about 40% of them. <laughs> this is it. In the olden days, if, if we're going to worship at the altar of science and empiricism and Darwin, then these people should not breed. They should be wiped out. The, uh, what were traditionally called the spinsters, of which they exist today, and they're not going to have sex because the Lord or whatever psychological problems and, 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 and BS rationalizations they throw up in your face, uh, they, 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 would, they would breed out. The Sandra Flukes would breed out, but no, they can't do that. That is too much of a strike to their ego. And now, I guarantee you, there's the, I wonder what the process was. I guarantee you, these old... 60s feminists and broads are getting pissed off that they didn't have children or they're so desperate to find a way and that some of the 50 and 40 year old women the feminists as well are starting to say well we we got to have children somewhere so they're always cheering for like in vitro fertilization but it's the problem that those damn nuclear families those stable couples who are infertile get preferential treatment and forget whether the kid has a nuclear family or stable no by god a woman or man's reproductive rights straight gays by whatever that trumps whether or not they can actually bring the kid up in a normal healthy family and, and let's forget all the kids that could really use a home that are already here no no let's not adopt them that might actually help out in this world that might actually truly be caring more about your child than yourself nope you got to have your genes and you are such an evil disgusting selfish narcissist egomaniac that you can't even tolerate to have someone else's genetic material, got you can't even get it the honest way. You got to go and get the turkey baster, and then you got to go and get international uh, government agencies to go and enforce some kind of universal law because no one wants to f you. And what's worse is you're so screwed up in the head you don't want to f anybody. I am pro effing, by the way, whether it results in a child or not. Well, typically, actually, I'm pro effing as long as it doesn't end up in a child. I like to practice effing. I guess that's the difference between making love and effing. I'm all for the effing. I am not for making love. That just ruins it. And we made love. Blah. If a girl ever said make, I could be, my little soldier could be up and at attention and ready to, ready to charge the, the hills and the gun emplacements. And if a woman ever said, make love to me, it would immediately stand down. Be, nope, mm-mm, nope, we are not charging no bunkers today. No, no guy wants to make love. They want to F. That's what they want. They don't, they do not care to make love. They do not care to conceive another child of God into this world. They just want to get their rocks off. Terribly sorry. Gareth Johnson, MP, former chair of the All-Parliamentary Group on Infertility. What a group of wild, crazy, good-looking people that group must be. Whose own children were born thanks to fertility treatment said, 
I'm in general supporter of IVF, but I've never regarded infertility as a disability or a disease, but rather a medical matter. There we go. All right, I shouldn't have picked on him. I'm the first to say that you should have more availability of IVF to infertile couples, but we need to ensure this whole subject retains credibility. This definition runs the risk of undermining the work NICE, uh, which is a person they're referring to, N-I-C-E, uh, capital N, and others have done to ensure in vitro fertilization treatment is made available for infertile couples when you get definitions off the mark like this. I think it's trying to put in virtual fetalization into a box that doesn't fit into, frankly. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a, it's a medical process. It's not a right. Josephine Quintavalli from Comment. Oh, God. Th this is a group. This is the title of the group. Comment on Reproductive Ethics added, This absurd nonsense is simply not, is not simply redefining infertility, but completely sidelining the biological process and significance of natural intercourse between a man and a woman. How long before babies are created and grown on request completely in the lab? Soon! That's the dream! Don't you get that, Josephine? That is the dream for a lot of men-hating women. They, don't, they want it all. They want everything paid for, womb to tomb, not only including their lives, but the lives of their children. And if they can, get, if they can avoid the womb altogether and just have a baby grown uh, in, in a lab, perfect. Because then they don't have to like actually interact or... or, or <clears throat> Look, they're, they're pure, purely selfish people. And the reason why is because in order to not only succeed in this life, but to be happy, you have to have other people in your life. And that means you are not this self-absolved jerk. Your life doesn't revolve completely around you. You have other people in your life and you have the capacity for altruism, selflessness, and truly love. For your other fellow man or woman but that takes sacrifice that takes that's ta that takes humility and humbleness do you think these feminist narcissists are capable of that it also takes effort like if i get i've said it before if i want to attract an attractive female i gotta work out i gotta watch what i eat i have to develop this this devastating personality that i've developed now i have to watch a ton of Cary grant and jimmy stewart films i have to be on my game i have to force myself to be clever i have to develop a sense of humor i have to become funny i have to become witty it is a herculean task and ladies as you know is a herculean task for you to stay pretty dress nice have a good sense of fashion have a great demeanor, be intelligent, be witty, and all the other things on the opposite side for the, for the women. That takes effort. And leftists are defined by their lack of work ethic. And they are so egotistical as evidence that they'll have a kid, they'll bring a kid into the world that's not wanted because it's all for them. None, nobody exists outside of a leftist world except themselves. In their mind, this is just one big video game. They're the only truly sentient people here who have more, any kind of consciousness about them. The rest is just digits, uh, digital. It's like the Matrix. It's not real. It's just there to serve them. And so when you ask, oh, how long before babies are created and grown, I request completely in the lab. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen by law if they get their way because it's all about them. And they don't want to be selfless. They're too lazy to be selfless, to become something of value to another human being that another human being would cherish in terms of love or friendship or socializing. And one of the largest hurdles is to get somebody to want to screw you. Well, unless you're a girl. It's not that hard to get a guy. That's a different thing. 
But imagine how hideous and ugly you got to be if you're a woman and you can't get a guy to screw you. I mean, or you just hate the fact that you have to deal or suffer or entertain the thoughts and presence and being of another person, particularly a man. And that's where these, these, that's the world these women live in. And so, yeah, you darn right having a lab baby or a test tube baby is that, that, like I said, they get off more on that than they do a man's penis. Just the thought of that makes them wet. Way more than the most good-looking, charming, Hugh Jackman-y man out there. They are more wet over the prospects of a test tube baby than they are Sean Connery or Cary Grant because the test tube baby doesn't give them guff. And if you could get the government to pay for it, it's the perfect world. That's porn. That's feminist porn right there. Not other human beings, not other men, not love, not interaction, not human interaction, not selflessness or altruism or sacrifice or feelings or emotion. It's a government check and a test tube baby. That's what, and, and a completely made up fabricated faux study like women's studies or social worker or something like that. So you can actually think you're contributing to society. That's the world. But Dr. David Edmondson, an author of The New Standards, argue it's a big chance for single and gay people. Uh, he said, the definition of infertility is now written in such a way that it includes the rights of all individuals to have a family. And that includes single men, single women, gay men, gay women. It puts a stake in the ground and says an individual's rights, an individual's got a right to reproduce whether or not they have a partner. It's a bit. What about the kid, doctor? What's your name? I'm gonna look you up. I'm gonna send you this link to my podcast, and then maybe you'll think twice about. I know. I guess kids are fetuses, right? I got. But what am I? I already answered it. This is a leftist. There's nobody else in Dr. David Adamson's world. Except himself. That kid's not real. It's a digital thing on the Matrix. That kid, that, that little infant child is not going to have feelings or emotions. It's impossible for that thing that doesn't exist. Why, by the way, it's just digital. That it's going to grow up without a father or without a mother or without a stable nuclear family. That, that, dude, ignore two million years of human evolution and several billion years of other animals' evolution where there's a mother and a father. Forget the No, no, that's... Don't you know social science is infinitely superior and trumps biological reality in genetics? Besides, this is not a kid. This is a, it's not even a thing. It's digital. It's not a thing. This is just a big show. Now what? So fuck the kid. It's, it's, it's what anybody wants without any ramifications of, by gosh, there's enough government money or other people's money to make sure it's great. It fundamentally alters who should be included in this group and who should have access to health care. Because, yeah, everyone's banning people from having health care. It sets an international legal standards. Countries are bound by it. The spokesman for the Department of Health at the NHS over in Britain was no, under no obligation to follow the World Health Organization's final advice. Good. Good. Of course, leftists in these organizations will. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really sad. I, and I know it's a, a small minority in the gay or non, let's just say non-straight because that'll be the umbrella group for all the non-straight community. I know most of you, you guys are kind of like, this is insane. I know most of you love children. You know, you want what's best for the kids. But by God, you guys got a contingent uh, that you got to go and police your own where they actually value themselves more than any would-be theoretical children. All right, sponsors. Hey, uh, I'm an economist. I want to help you guys out. Do all your Christmas shopping now. 
and do it through my Amazon affiliate program, okay? Go to captivecapitalism.blogspot.com. Look for the Amazon banner. Click on the Amazon banner. That'll take you to Amazon, but then there will be a little bit of uh, code in your URL. They'll look weird. You say, what is that? That's telling Amazon, hey, it came from my site, CapiCap. Anything you buy during that shopping session, I get a 7% cut on. You do not pay any more. If you could, bookmark that site because that way, if you get into the good habit, I know many of you would like to help out. I know a lot of you would want to do your online shopping. But 90% of the time, it's like, oh, crap, I forgot to go through Cappy's Amazon affiliate. I want to capture that 90% of, oh, crap, I forgot. So since most people do most of their online shopping for Christmas starting now, we're even getting a little bit ahead of it here. Do your shopping now, okay? Not only because you'll... Help make me a lot of money and help us here over at Cappy Cap. Uh, but it's going to save you time down the road uh, for Christmas shop. Now is the time to do it. Do it now, even before Halloween hits it. Just get it done. Get it done and out of your way. Go online. Do all your shopping. Come up with a list. Have it delivered. That way you don't have to do express or immediate or, or panic delivery because you decided to do all your Christmas shopping on the 24th. There's got to be, they got to be able to fleece you guys, FedEx and UPS, like, it's got to get there tomorrow. <laughs> like, $300 to deliver this stick of bubble gum. 300 yes, you waited until 10 p.m. December 24th. We'll make sure that stick of bubble gum gets there, but it's going to, this 20-cent piece of, of bubble gum is going to cost $300 to deliver it there by 6 a.m. tomorrow. So if you could, for your Christmas uh, purchases, go to the Amazon Affiliate. That's by going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. If you bookmark it, you won't even have to make that first step. You can save yourself a click, and then the old captain makes a lot of money. Also, for Christmas or just in general, consider getting one of the old captain's books. We have Reconnaissance Man. That is the must-read guide for anybody who is wandering in the desert, wondering why your life didn't end up the way it did. This could be for ideally young high school students who are kind of like wondering, does it ever get any better, which no, it doesn't. To 40 and 50 year olds who are like, you know, I did everything right and I, I didn't end up where... So if there's any confusion, go and get this book, okay? It's available in paperback, Kindle, and if you're a lazy bum like me, audiobook. All right, then there's the Black Band's Guide Out of Poverty. That's to help out all of our black brothers, not the sisters. I won't lie to you. I think black women are completely unsalvageable. You cannot save. They are so wedded and addicted to government checks and replacing their men and outsourcing the men with a government check uh, and the state. I, I don't, I don't think, I mean, you're, I honestly, honestly, I think it'd be easier to get everyone off of heroin, uh, those who are heroin addicts, than to get black women off of government checks. Uh, but the black men I actually do have hope for because they're the ones that kind of suffer for this. And so if you are a young black man, and it's simply this, if you're a black man who deserves better, that's it. That book is for you. So please go get that. That's available in paperback and Kindle. Um, audiobook is going to, I got to, I'm going to have somebody uh, record that, but not now. The, the sales don't warrant it. Although I know a lot of uh, black men buy it on Kindle, so they don't get the crap kicked out of them when their friends say, what are you reading? It's like, I want to escape the ghetto. No, you're not. You're an Uncle Tom. You're a white or you're an Oreo. You just do eh. You're a disgrace to the race. Yes. Stay there in the ghetto doing drugs, watching your friends get knocked up. Yes, stay there. Please stay there. Don't don't enjoy the party. That, you know, but otherwise, yeah, if you want to get the hell out, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty is the book for you. Bachelor Pad Economics, that is for all men of all ages. Uh, whether you are 14 or 74, it doesn't matter. It is the financial advice, advice Bible for men. Uh, it is to be read topically. It's almost 600 pages. and So you don't read it front 
to cover or front to back. Um, you say, okay, where am I in life? And then you go to the chapters that are germane to you. So if you are 70, you might want to read the last chapters on estate planning and wills and stuff like that. If you are 14, absolutely read the first couple of chapters on girls, education, college, stuff like that. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. That is basically that. Make sure you're not one of these millennial bleepwads uh, going and blowing $100,000 on a worthless degree that's just going to cripple you, and then you go blaming white males for it. That is, no, no, do not become those people. Go into STEM, go into engineering, go into IT, whatever. And if you don't know what you want to study or what you want to major in, or you're currently in college, you think about changing your major, why don't you spend the time and the money on reading this book? Both that and Bachelor Pad Economics, they're available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. And I know you guys, I got I got the first check on my audiobooks uh, when all four were on fire. Woo! Hey, I was right. You guys do like audiobook. They, they, that is the future. Smart people don't sit and read. They don't got the time. They'll take in a book audio, audibly. Uh, but to read a book, man, you got that's all you can do is read. You can't drive. You can't work out. So all my books inevitably will be on an um, audio as well. Uh, enjoy the decline. That's for all of you who are like, oh, gosh almighty. If, if you're watching the presidential debates or paying any attention to the presidential race, yeah, you guys need this book. You guys definitely need this book. If you are sad or down or depressed or worried about the future of the country and it's starting to affect your happiness in life, get Enjoy the Decline. An absolute must for all of you out there. And then there is the final flagship book, Curse of the High IQ. That's for pretty much all of you people, regardless of political stripe. Um, go and get that, and, and for women as well. Uh, basically, if you're a smart person, and chances are you are if you're listening to this show, get Curse of the High IQ. It's all the problems that you run into in society, living in a society that is made for average or dumb people and not smart people. So if you're smart and you're living in idiocracy and you're sick and tired of that fat trailer trash hick paying for his uh, his beer and his cigarettes and his, uh, what's it called? What do those stupid people buy? Those morons, the really stupid morons, lottery tickets, and they pay by check. Yeah, if that angers you, maybe you should get this book and it'll help you out. That's available, paperback, Kindle. And audiobook as well. Then I have my other books. These are just kind of the potpourri of other things we have. Behind the Housing Crash. That was my first book. And then the blog backup books. The best of the blog. There are three of them out there. There's Captain Capitalism Reserved. Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. And then, um, what was the other one? Captain's Quarterly. Which is more magazine format a la Playboy. We have a beautiful model in there. Uh, go ahead and get that. Cindy at cindymoran.net if you want to say, oh, wow, there's a beautiful model. Uh, you can see her in various states of uh, undress in that, but you're going to have to pay 20 bucks for the paperback because it is color. That's the only drawback there. Otherwise, if you're a cheap, horny bastard, you can get the, the uh, Kindle version as well. Then we have other people's books. Uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones. That is Run Guts, Pull Cones by Adam Piggott. You can search Adam Piggott, spelled with two G's, two T's. He's over in Australia. He has another book called Pushing Rubber Downhill. That is a good book, as I have read it. He also has a podcast called Pushing Rubber Downhill. But just search Adam Piggott online, and you will find his various social media and literary uh, products online. Uh, we have T.J. Martinell's The Stringers, a whodunit kind of uh, journalism, but not the... What was that gay? 
What if all the baby boomers that want to become the guys that brought down Nixon? They made a movie, and every baby boomer thought they'd become like that. And uh, they made a movie with uh, the other flash in the pan baby boomer. It's all baby boomering. You learn to really hate it. He's the leftist that runs the the Cannes film or Sundance. Why can't I Robert Redford? Those guys, remember that 70s film that all of them got, you know, the, the... We didn't start the fire. You know, where they're all... Basically, all, all that was is the baby boomers jerking off to themselves. And that's and that's probably why you haven't seen them. That's why I'm joking. Um, but uh, it's not that. The Stringers is actually, it's a futuristic one where the hero is actually a, a, a good hero. Not some lazy suburbanite from the 60s who's just like, I'm going to go take down Nixon. And then... Now they're Eleanor Clift. <laughs> is that the gal, Eleanor Clift? You guys know this gal? Let me make sure I know who it is. Da, da, da. No. Come on. Bing. She was always on Face the Nation. Eleanor Clift. Yeah, this is the get gal. This is the one, like, when cell phones were coming out. She's all, we can't talk in the car. Oh, she was a babe at one time. Is that her when she was younger? Hey. Oh, yeah, and then she's here in her hippy-dippy. Typical baby boomer. Here she is at a protest. Wow, good-looking gal back then. Little, little nerdy, little, oh, now look at her. Short hair. Why do all you old women just... I know it's easy maintenance, but could you... I mean, it's it's basically saying I don't care. I've hit menopause. I'm cutting my hair. Screw men. Or not screw men. Oh. I know we like to pick on the more extreme elements of the left uh, of women of the feminist hippie 60s days, but this is a more mainstream... What the average American woman can... Yeah, because most American women are leftists. They vote Democrat. And you can all expect to look like Eleanor Clift when you're older. Hooray. Oh, if we could get the Audrey Hepburns and the Anne Margarets and the Sophia Lorenz of the world. Remember when those were? Nah, you guys don't because you're too young. Look up, look up Eleanor, uh, not Eleanor Clift. God Almighty, don't look her up. Look up Sophia Loren, Anne Margaret, and then uh, Tony, our uh, Spaniard agent in the field. He sent me an, uh, a picture of um, basically... The Spanish version of Sophia Loren. They had this beautiful actress. She was a good-looking gal. I've, all right, I'm, I'm wandering here. I'm getting depressed. Uh, what else we got? Trollbert. True, T-R-U-L-B-E-R-T. Like Dogbert, but Troll. Trollbert by Mitch Berg of ShotInTheDark.info fame. Mitch came up with a book on post-apocalyptic Minneapolis, what would happen to a post-collapse? And it's great because he slows down the economic collapse so you can see a story unfold, both in terms of the idealism. Both both worlds, both of the political aisles are delusional when it comes to how necessary a government is. The libertarians and the non-aggression people, idealists, uh, they just get their asses handed to them. They get wiped out. It's great. But, but he keeps the economic collapse slowly in very slow motion so that you could you have time to tell the story where these guys are continued to be delusional about the masses and the mobs that are coming to kill them. And then the mob starts to form. <laughs> and the old captain knows that would happen in about three days, not the three months that the book takes over. But uh, a very good book, very fun. 
Um, the writing style is a little different. It's more like a uh, like a diary entry, like at this time, this date, this happened, this time, this date, that happens. But it's good once you once you get used to that. Nav Squam by Ann Sturzinger of AnnSturzinger.com fame. Go to Ann Sturzinger, spelled with a Z, Sturzinger.com. Get her book, Nav Squam. If you're happy and you're too happy and you want to read a book that will make you want to commit suicide, read Nav Squam, N-V-S-Q-V-A-M. Available on paperback, or paperback and Kindle. <clears throat> no, it's just paperback. She's got only paperback. Mitch Berg has only got Kindle. I don't, I, I don't know why people don't get on the multimedia format bandwagon. Uh, then we have day-by-day cartoon Chris Muir, our good friend Chris Muir. If you're looking for a daily funny haha of the political nature, go to day-by-day cartoon uh, and read what Chris Muir has going on there. Also, the first and only, to my knowledge, uh, Red Pill music album is out. Uh, Jesus Arguera, uh, you can go to his site, J-R, Jesus R, J-R, Guerra, G-U-E-R-R-A.com, and get yourself his album. Um, it is good, and I'm not lying. Uh, it, it's very much like a Phil Collins. He has a very Phil Collins feel to him. He's got a great voice. And I thought, honestly, I was going to all right, <clears throat> what crappy back-of-your-garage, you know, 23-year-old, yeah, man, we're starting to know. This guy is actually really good. He also repairs guitars out in Seattle. So if you would... Go to jrguerra.com. Visit our good friend out there, our agent in the field in Seattle. Buy his album, or if you happen to be local, uh, see what kind of uh, guitar repair services he might have out there. Related to guitars, we have johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com. johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com slash play songs correctly on guitar. If you want to learn to play guitar, but you don't have the money or can't afford a in-person tutor, why don't you try uh, learning on the internet through johnnymontoyaguitarcourses.com. Go visit our buddy there. I also have a link to his site, uh, to Johnny's site over on captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, so you go ahead and visit him as well. Uh, and I think that is it for that first round of sponsors. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From Reason Magazine... Woman offering sex in exchange for McDonald's meal was part of the FBI lead ploy to stop sex trafficking. Hooking for cheeseburgers isn't normal, says detective from the department that pretended to do so. You say, well, why, why are you reading Aaron? What? Who cares about prostitutes? What? There's women out there prostituting themselves for cheeseburgers? Have faith, my young lieutenants and economists. Have faith. It, it all will make sense in this first sentence. Actually, the first four, four words. Police in... Casper, Wyoming, arrested four sex workers, including one who was homeless, imposed as a woman offering sex in exchange for McDonald's as part of an FBI-initiated vice thing. I don't know why the FBI is even bothering with Casper, Wyoming. They must be very bored. There's other areas you could go to where there's much more hideous crime going on. Detective Dan Dundas told Wyoming's K2 Radio, Kazam! that the purpose of the initiative called Operation Cross Country is to conduct vice operations to hopefully recover juveniles who have been sex trafficked, who have essentially been brought into the world of prostitution against their will and basically held in indentured servitude by pimps and other people who were involved in the sex trade. No victims were discovered during the Casper Sting. That's because the town only has 50,000 people. 
So you say, oh, what? Well, how did? Where's the cheeseburgers coming? Oh, don't worry, my fine, normal, fully functional with all your chromosome friends. We don't worry, Wyoming won't let you down. But Casper cops did arrest four women, one, including one who was listed as homeless, according to K2 Radio Kazam. The women were booked on prostitution charges. In addition, one man was charged in the Casper Sting for soliciting prostitution. He had responded to an ad posted by Casper Police in which they pretended to be a woman offering sex in exchange for a quarter-pound cheeseburger and french fries from McDonald's. When the man showed up for the food, he was arrested. I'm not, and, and guys, I totally believe it. The men in Casper are that dumb, and there are that few good-looking women that you could, I mean, that's a steal. That's a steal. All I got to do is buy you a, a, a double cheeseburger and some fries. Hooking for cheeseburgers isn't normal, Detective Dundas said. And yet, pretending to be a woman offering sex in exchange for a freaking cheeseburger is something Casper Police and the FBI did as part of an operation to recover juveniles who have been sex trafficked. This year's Operation Cross Country included 135 stings across the country. I'll post about the sting more broadly once I find out more information. That is from Elizabeth Nolan Brown over at Reason Magazine. It's, uh, I, on, as, as much as I dislike Wyoming, as much as crime is going on there, you guys got bigger fish, much, much bigger problems in the world to deal with. Uh, let me bang out the rest of these uh, sponsors here. Asshole Consulting, if you have questions and you need my guidance or wisdom, you think somehow I can help in your life, but if you would like it on a private matter, we can do an email consultation on the cheap. We can do a Skype conversation on the very, very, very expensive, which is $200 an hour. So I don't. Want, or if you think your problem might help others, you can do that through YouTube, do a public YouTube video response go to uh assholeconsulting.com and go to my site on youtube just search aaron clary and you'll find all the different types of consultations i've done for people in the past also give the gift of asshole consulting this winter by sending people to assholeconsulting.com we have the amazon affiliate program i already talked about that if you guys would be kind enough to go ahead and do all your christmas shopping there that'd be awesome i'm just hoping the day everybody bookmarks it and then all of a sudden i get a huge check and i pay off the house $50,000 $50,000 check in Amazon affiliate sales. And then, hey, I paid off the house. Uh, and then if you'd like to advertise on the podcast and the online Clary Media Empire, it's $100 a month. That gets you a banner over on the old blog at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, twice a week, ideally mention I do at least one podcast a week. I try to do two. And um, then uh, what else? Oh, I put together a Cappy the Whore 4 video on my YouTube channel. Uh, speak of pimping out accounting services in the movie The Accountant, starring Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. I hear Chad has a cameo appearance. They said, we need a guy from Northwestern to co-star. Just just a cameo appearance to have a real CPA. He probably was consulted as a as an expert specialist consultant. I mean, at least they could do Look, how much you want to bet on that um, Bad Max thing? They got a feminist... They consulted a feminist on how women were sex slaves uh, and treated over in in Africa. So they brought in a specialist for that. How much you want to bet they never brought in an actual CPA? <laughs> how much you would never, it never dawned on them, hey, we, may, we might want to go hire Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com, by the way. Get, get the official take. See what it's really like to be an international assassin accountant. Anyways, if you have some kind of accounting needs or need to set, bump off somebody, go to ElkinsCPA.com. And Chad will, uh, he'll clean up your mess. There's got to be a logo there somewhere. A saying, he'll clean up your messes, accounting and not. But 
elkincpa.com there. Go visit our friend Chad. Uh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com. There's Small Scale Life, The World of Lori Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. Our good friend Kerry Lutz over at fi- uh, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. In Canto Talk, Silvio Canto, C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk on blogtalkradio.com. Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com. Buy them now. He's running out. And uh, he will be discontinuing them. He's, he's out of the glorious hat business. So this is the last batch that you're going to be able to get. If you want to get one, which I recommend you do, not just because they're nice hats, but they will then inevitably become a collector's item, go to GloriousHat.com and put in your orders today. It will make a great Christmas gift. I'm not joking. Especially with the election coming up, it would be, it'd be wonderful. Uh, so please go to GloriousHat.com and see what you're... Hat options are there. Race Riot Apparel at Race Riot Apparel. You can find that at cafepress.com slash Race Riot Apparel. Race is spelled by the guy's last name, R-A-Y-C-E, not R-A-C-E. He's doing a play on his name there. If you want to get loud, offensive, politically incorrect shirts, go to cafepress.com slash Race Riot Apparel. And go ahead and get your shirts there. Academic Composition. Go to academiccomposition.com for two reasons. One, you want somebody else to write your papers. Or two, you want to make money writing other people's papers, especially as we're coming up on finals right now. you got your final papers. Go talk to Alex at academiccomposition.com. He's always hiring people to do writing, but also to do marketing. Uh, Both jobs are very boring, but you could do them from the comfort of your own home or on a beach in Thailand or someplace as long as you have internet. JimFear138.blogspot.com. That's JimFear138.blogspot.com. If you are looking for somebody to do any kind of audio work for you, I used him for one of my books. Uh, He does great work, fast, cheap, efficient, and high quality. Also, Undertow Audio at UndertowAudio.com. These guys are busy. That's why I'm advertising two of them because they're, they're pretty much like Chad Elkins. They're backed up. So if you uh, want to get on their uh, client list, do it now. And I encourage all my friends who have written books to follow my super awesome economic genius lead and uh, capitalize, get ahead of this curve as everybody starts going to audiobooks because it doesn't make any sense to sit still and read a book. Want to curl up with the book. I want to curl up with the scorpion. I'd rather curl up with the scorpion. Result in a much more interesting story. What happened? Got stung by a scorpion. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. What did you do? I curled up with a book. Uh, Where else are we? Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. That's Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Max runs this website. You say, why the heck would I want anything to do with an Instagram account? Don't ask me. It's these young kids with their technological, internet-savvy ways. He's got 32,000 followers. And all it is is an Ultimate Reading List of books. And you would have one or two interests in this. One, if you are a reader and you are looking for books to read that are simply not leftist, they're good and they're not leftist, Go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. The other reason you might want to go to this site is because Max, for $100, runs ads for different books for you. So you go contact Max. Say, hey, Max, I'd like to run ads for my book if you're an author. And it's $100, just like I charge. 
And uh, usually that first month, definitely your first month, you'll make your money back. I'm, I can almost guarantee you. I can't guarantee you, but I can almost guarantee you because that's been my experience. So every book I throw up there, I get my, my money back uh, in spades. Uh, if you're also looking for a job, but you don't really want to commit to college and you don't really want to go into the military, you just want to try, you want to dip your toe in something. You don't want too much of a commitment. May I recommend indemandcareers.com. Our buddy Seth Himes over at indemandcareers.com uh, will teach you all he knows about digital marketing. And then he even has lines to like recruiters and job boards and all that other stuff. He's going to teach you stuff that's in demand that is not being taught in college. Because as you know, colleges are super slow. Colleges are like the Senate when they're finally giving a speech about, hey, you know, there's a, how, there's a student loan crisis now. All right, you don't want to wait around that long. You want to get on the ball beforehand, and you want to get the skills before you have to. Look, you can get the skills in three months and go work. Or you can wait a decade for when colleges finally get around to offering these type of classes, but you got to spend four years, two of which are worthless, not getting any kind of classes on any kind of you know, subjects that, that are they're going to help you get a job or help you land a, an employment gig. Uh, or you can just do this now and start working, heck, before you're 19. Choice is up to you. Go to indemandcareers.com. Contact Seth. Let him know that the captain sent you. As you know, I'm not a fan of the New York Times, um, but this in combination, some Senate senator, who's calling now? Somebody I don't care about. The 480 area code. I ever tell you what I do? I don't know how, because uh, I'm on the do not call list, so these people are violating the law when they call me, but I always want to talk to the person. And unfortunately, I get some Paul Rahib or, or Punjab out in East India. But if I get an American or somebody who sounds like, oh, yeah, you're here, I'm like, hey, you got a wife? <laughs> Where do you live? You got kids? What school do they go to? And then, you, for some reason, the, the, the conversations are very abrupt. I'm like, is your wife hot? What about a sister? You got a mother? And then usually, usually then then I'm, I'm not called by that number ever again. I don't know why. <clears throat> anyway, somebody sent it to me. There was a senator who yesterday or two days ago um, gave a speech about the for-profit education industry and what a threat it was about how students were not getting the education they deserve. Now, I would suggest that that was only half a step and they might want to go a full step and look at all of education. But um, we're, we're dealing with the public sector. And like I said, um, if you want to know what's happening 20 years after it's happened, you can always rely on the mainstream media to get there and, and Congress. But if you want to find out things before they happen, like, I don't know, the housing bubble, the education bubble, the dot-com bubble, maybe go read old Captain Capitalism at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. But I will tip my hat to the New York Times here. At least they did a post-mortem. A whistle, blow, a whistle was blown on ITT. 17 late years later, it collapsed. This is by Gretchen Morganson. And I will tip my hat to her because she, I, I almost guarantee you, she's probably like shaking her head like, how long does it take Congress to get off its ass and have something done? Dan Graves, a mental health aide at San Jose, California, had mixed feelings when he heard that ITT educational services had filed for bankruptcy in mid-September. As a former employee who had blown the whistle on ITT, an operator of some 140 for-profit schools, Mr. Graves was happy that the government had finally taken action to protect students from the company's aggressive sales tactics, which lured them into debilitating debt and provided little in the way of education. Still, he wondered what had taken the government so long. 
You are dealing with leftists. And even the rightist politicians are politicians. They come from rich families. They're spoiled brats. They never worked a real job in their lives. And they just want to get up there and pontificate and drink as much booze as Ted Kennedy did. After all, it has been 17 years since Mr. Graves and another former ITT employee brought a suit alleging that the company had systematically violated the law governing compensation of sales representatives. The two former employees shared extensive documentation with a half a dozen federal prosecutors and regulators. These officials expressed keen interest, Mr. Graves said, and estimated that the government could recover $400 million in damages from the case. But by 2004, the lawsuit was dead, and Mr. Graves' effort to provide the government with damning evidence had come to naught. We thought we had a pretty good case. Look at that. Five years. That's about the time I was teaching college, too, about 2004, 2005. And uh, no, they just, they just thumb up their ass, dragging their feet. Government will solve everything. The biggest cheerleaders of government, these, these idiot moron millennials, who, who have been sucking on the tit of socialism their entire lives, from their parents to their teachers to their professors, who think, who, who think that all solutions come from the government. Will you guys wake up and look at this? Not only, not only are they not going to provide the solution and they're going to drag their ass. I, I'm on again, I'll say it again. I'm very impressed that the one good thing Obama did was finally start shutting down and looking into these for-profit fly-by-night schools. But it's 20 years too late. And they're the ones that enabled you guys to go into debt. And they're the ones that drove up tuition costs because they flood the market with trillions of dollars of government money. I know, is it, what's it like being the, the drug-addicted girlfriend of an abusive boyfriend? What's that like having the crap kicked out of you and then you keep going back for more? Could, could you get together with the girls that date the bad boys and the real bad ones, the ones that physically beat them but they, you can't give up on them? Like there was this one in Wyoming... She was pretty, very pretty. This guy just beat the ever-living crap out of her. And by that time, I was old and wise enough not to care anymore. And just as I'm old and wise enough not to care about you, you guys do it to yourselves. But could maybe could you guys conspire and form a committee? Abused millennials who like sucking on the tit of leftism and then abused hotties that like the bad guys that beat the crap out of us and break our skulls. Could you guys get together? I'm not saying come up with a solution, but could you give us a an instruction manual on how to deal with you. Like, even though we claim we hate this and that, don't intervene because it's just an attention-whoring mechanism. We like abuse. We like being miserable. Can you can you just give us a, a manual? Nothing, not just, you know, five or six bullet points. Let us keep screwing ourselves over. There is no solution. I like having a broken femur. Oops, I tripped and fell. Just oops, I tripped and signed my name on a loan I didn't understand. Just let us know. Like, to treat you like, you know, I don't know, incognizant dogs. I really, what what level of it? Just, you know, leave you alone, pat you on the head. But whatever we do, don't warn you. Don't try and get involved and improve your life because that never works. That's why I cheer you on. Look, I tried 30 years of trying to stop. Not that I was ever a Captain Savaho, but that was that was definitely kind of the, I, I, I know it was dark, but when I found out this gal just, just got the crap kicked out of her, I just started laughing. I'm like, <laughs> What are you supposed to do? Oh, that's horrible. What? Go tell the cops? Go get involved? No, no, no. That doesn't work. There's something sick and wrong with you people that like like being hurt. Uh, they were abusing that system for years and ripping off the government for billions of dollars, and we brought that to light. ITT could not be reached for comment. Yeah, because they're bankrupt. An email to its spokeswoman came back saying she had left the company. Yeah, there's, there's no one left. That's a shell. It's gone. 
Now that ITT is in bankruptcy, Mr. Graves' whistleblower experience is instructive. It spots a costly regulatory failure that allowed ITT to stay in business far longer than it might have otherwise, Mr. Graves said. And that meant taxpayers were liable for billions of dollars in defaulted loans made over a period while thousands of students were left in a mountain of undischargeable debt with few job prospects. Uh, I don't know. We don't. We don't need taxpayers to bail it out. We could always get job cores. We could make these millennials go pick up trash on the highway. We could get work camps together. I'm all for that. You guys could earn, you know, earn off your debts. You know, we could teach you how to build roads. We could teach you how to, oh, clean. What else could we have you do? There's a lot of stuff. The world needs ditch diggers. It was an institutional failure by the government and a complete abdication of responsibility to enforce the Higher Education Act, <clears throat> said Scott D. Levy, the Houston-based lawyer who represented Mr. Graves in his suit. Nobody was a loser in this tale, of course. Not everybody was a loser in this tale, of course. Going through ITT's financial filings from 2000 to 2016, I found the company generated over $12 billion in revenue, roughly 20, 70% of it in government-backed student aid. <clears throat> ITT's five executives received princely compensations over the period $117 million in total, regulatory records show. Lobbyists for ITT Educational Services also benefited. The company has spent almost $1 million on lobbying since 1998. This is some good journalism. Who is this again? Megan Morganson. Now, can I email her? Are they going to make it that I can't? No, they just show you the... Oh, Gretchen Morganson. Hang on. Let me do Gretchen Morganson. I, when I see good journalism like this, I like to, I like to inform them. Oh, scroll back down. Uh, <coughs> students are paying thirty-five grand for the ITT education. Yeah, this is just like the schools I worked at. Company was paying its recruiters. Buh, 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 buh. Education department said violations. Demanded 187 million, which was nothing. Oh, computer learning centers filed for bankruptcy 2001. Mr. Levy filed a successful whistleblower suit against computer learning centers. All right, the whistleblowers get anything? Like I, all I know is that I got nothing. I got nothing. Buh, buh, buh. Oh, we're gonna blame it on Bush in 2001. George Bush. Republicans, uh, the winds were shifting in favor of for-profit colleges. In late May, the complaint was unsealed, and details about the incentive compensation became public. Okay, that's a little bit... How, how is Bush involved in this? Are we still going to blame Bush for everything? Okay, full through... Oh, here's the bill. Change federal statute on incentive compensation in school. The bill still barred the granting of bonuses and return for enrollments. It contained a loophole that would allow recruiters to receive salaried pay that reflected their productivity. Full throated support of the bill. Okay, so it's Bush's fault. <laughs> do the students ever get blamed? Do you students ever do you dipshit students ever get blamed for, for making your own stupid decisions for look, here's the type of kids that go to these for profit schools. They're the ones that got rejected by every other place. I taught at two of these schools, one of which is now the defunct Brown College. And the uh, Le Cordon Bleu, not the one in in, um, in Europe, the real one. We're talking the now bankrupt one here in the United States. All right, that, if if you are these these were not brilliant students. These were dumb. These were dumb kids. Do we do they ever get responsible for it? Or are we going to blame Bush for people's stupidity? 
Blah, blah, blah. It goes on. You can read it. Uh, it's uh, New York Times. A whistle was blown on ITT 17 years later. It collapsed. But it it shares my sentiments that if there was any any competence at any level of the regulators uh, and they had any teeth, then maybe this might have might have prevented. But you know what? <clears throat> People want to be lied to. These kids don't want their dreams destroyed. All those idiot under 30-something kids when the ITT went, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Be happy that you're not going to go into any more debt. Be happy your life isn't ruined more than the people that just graduated with a worthless certificate the year before you did. Be happy. You're so stupid you don't know what's not good for you and what is good for you. All right. Fan mail. Did I get fan mail? I had fan mail somewhere here. I had a nice one. All right. Here we go. Fan mail. And then I don't have to work the rest of this weekend. I can upload it and I'll be done. I have a whole weekend off. Aaron, although I had a big brother and a father who was somewhat an emotionless asshole engineer, thank you for what you do. To this day, I continue to watch your videos, and you make more sense than any of these people in the world. Yes, yes, I do, because I am a super awesome economic genius. Actually, it has nothing to do with genius. The truth is you want to know how to become a great and memorable economist. Merely report what your eyes see. That's it. <laughs> Just say, hey, you ever notice... And then you'll be called a racist, a bigot, a homophone, but whatever. Uh, but then people say, wait a minute, he's right. I see the same thing too. Even though this sociologist doctoral candidate's report, what was it? Oh, I should have put it up here. Oh, that should have been, I didn't have, we don't have time for it. Some gal got two, two stupid broads, I mean stupid, worthless Talentless people, people that offer nothing of value to, to society. One at North Carolina Chapel Hill and the other one over at some school in Vancouver wrote about racism, or not racism, yeah, racism in pumpkin colors. <laughs> Somebody looked at it if, if you want some additional information. It's going to be coming up in my next book. I jotted down their names. Although I was uh oh wait, where'd it go? Ba, 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 ba. Although I was a marketing major, I learned from the mistakes of my generation and am in a better position living as a minimalist, car paid in cash, and have less than twenty five thousand in student loans. I know others who are eighty thousand dollars plus with stupid degrees. Just a genuine thank you for being a voice of reason for those that really need it. Sadly, most will look at you as cynical. Oh, I wish it was just cynical. Oh, there's a lot of hate out there. I look at you as the logical person who chose a different path. So thank you very much, Matthew. I appreciate that. Um, you can all get, you can send me praise, <clears throat> adulations. You can tell me how awesome I am and how insightful I am um, anytime you want. Just send me an email. Don't go to Asshole Consultant. Don't do it there. Send it to the Captain Capital. Cappy, not Cappy, Capped Capitalism at Yahoo.com. You can send it there. So, all right. Um... That's it. Guys, check your nuts. Fidget with your nuts in the shower if your girlfriend won't play with your nuts for you. You want to look out for that testicular cancer. Also, if you're in your upper 30s or lower 40s, go get your ass checked. Make sure you ain't got the prostate cancer or whatever else. If you like this show and the writing and the genius and the super awesome economic genius, please vote, subscribe, share, and comment and like. I think if you vote this thing up or comment on iTunes, that is the best way to do it. Although, I don't know why those of you who are listening with iPhone or Apple devices are using that. It's just easier to go with an Android, trust me. But if you could spread the good word of the old captain, that'd be great. Anyway, that's it. Gotta go to Vegas. We'll talk to you kids later. Toodles.